Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. To be, please be seated. It's a real delight to be here this evening. Not only do we get to celebrate the first Eucharist of Easter, but also we get to celebrate with you as you want to affirm for yourselves that you want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And this evening, we will confirm you in your faith, and we will ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit. But also, all the people within this cathedral this evening will also promise that we will support you in the years ahead. So I wonder, as we celebrate Easter, as you celebrate your confirmation, what does it mean for you? What happens next? I have to admit to you that I am not a great athlete. You may guess that from my physique. Uh, I used to run cross country and I used to play hockey. Uh, now I jog, or rather stagger. And if any of you see me staggering across the bridges of London, treat me nicely. However, when I see a really good athlete, someone like Mo Farah, Jessica Innes, or Andy Murray, when I see them and they've just won a gold medal or Wimbledon and are asked, what are you going to do next? Now, if it was me, I would say throw a big party, celebrate and give up. However, what they often say is, well, they may celebrate a bit, but actually they're going to return to training. Life goes on, but in a changed reality of what they have achieved. Earlier this week in this cathedral, I have to say, I wasn't sure Holy Week was going to end. But here we are at the Easter Vigil. We're celebrating Christ has risen. And this evening you celebrate your confirmation. So what next? Well, our answer should come like the athletes. A brief time for celebration, but life goes on. Lived in a changed reality of what Christ has done for us. The resurrection should change the way we think about God because it reveals to us something of God's nature, about a God who has power and who is willing to raise somebody from the dead for you and for me. Without the resurrection, there is nothing for us nothing to hold our faith together. It just becomes history. But for us Christians, the resurrection is the hinge of, Christian, of history. Because therein lies our hope. God's steadfast love on offer to all. Forgiveness on offer to all. We have a relationship with God not because of what we know, not because you've done all your confirmation preparation, but because of God's love, what he has done in the death 
and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, Christ's resurrection doesn't mean to say that our life is now going to be without pain or without suffering. But it does mean that we have a hope which keeps us going despite what the reality might mean for us in the days ahead. And it tells us that death does not have the last word. The resurrection begins to change the way in we think about our identity. We have been transformed in Christ because we too have died and have risen with him. So rather than seeking our value in transitory things, our value is found in God. In a moment, I am going to use words from Isaiah. As I lay my hands on your head, the words that I speak before are, God has called you by name and has made you his own. And they are words not just to each one of you being confirmed this evening. They are words to each one of us. God has called us by name and has made us his own. We are called, not because of what we have done, but because of what God has done. And our identity is now in him as children beloved of the Father. The resurrection should also change the way in which we think about the world. We are now in Christ, which means we need to view the world as Christ does. All we do should be Christ-like, marked by love putting others before ourselves, breathing new life into situations of despair, bringing peace, mercy, justice, care for the sick, for the poor, the outcast and the lonely. Living after the resurrection means lives changed, living in a new reality. The chancellor of this cathedral, Paula Gooder, has written a book called The Risen Existence. And in it, Paula talks about how her daughter asks her, how does God make us real? And she continues, does he draw us first and then color us in? Paula gives us this wonderful description of the resurrection life. First, God draws us he draws us both in a sense to him, but also in a sense of recreating us, recreating us in our new life in Christ. And then he proceeds to color us in. Our continued life in Christ is the way in which God colors us in, not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of his world. So what are you going to do now? You ha are being confirmed. What are we going to do now? Easter day has dawned. Let us pray that we may live our lives, but live them in a changed reality. And let us allow God to color us in. Amen.